0: This is CliffCentral.com.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Global Leadership Platform. I am Kevin Farquharson. With me, also from Leadership Platform, is Louis Grunewald, the old man. Welcome, Louis. Thank you. And today is our special uh, recording. We are recapping the year of our, our association with Professor Theo Feltzman. For all things leadership, um, not to forget to go to our website, www. Dot leadership.com and sorry, leadership And today we have our reflections on the year spent with Professor Theo Feltzman. Um, he's a work psychologist, visiting professor, Department of Industrial Psychology and People Management of the University of, of Johannesburg, extraordinary professor, and of the University of Stellenbosch Business School. So, Theo, once again, welcome. Again, another month, and uh, it's wonderful to have you with us.
2: Thank you very much for having me, and uh, also hello to the listeners.
1: Great. We're going to go straight into it. I'm going to ask Louis to, to start us off. Go ahead.
0: To the listeners out there, today is a special session. We are reflecting on the themes covered in our 2018 Leadership Masterclasses. Uh, we believe it's a highly professional input by Professor Theo, a, a really, in his own way, a world-renowned um, leadership expert. And it's been uh, entertaining uh, and delightful. And this is for uh, the very serious students of authentic leadership. Um, now, the, the 2018 close-out leadership masterclass. This is what is today. Is aimed at reflecting on the leadership themes covered during the year by weaving the themes together in an integrated leadership story, a leadership tapestry, and distilling insights gained from the year. Theo, go ahead, please.
2: Yes, uh, Louis, thank you for that overview. I, I think what we covered during the year was quite a rich journey. We started off in February to look at our leadership opponents and opposition. Then we dealt in March with leadership transitions uh, in April, leadership is a journey, which is going to be the overall meta framework for our discussion today. Uh, leadership community in May, leadership maturity in June, July, uh, leading the organization of the future in August, architecting uh, team based organizations in October, and uh, last month we addressed leadership capital. So, uh, in pulling this all together to, to tell that story, uh, is is really to use the leadership as a journey uh, our April theme to weave all of this together in in as you 've mentioned louis a leadership tapestry and and integrate the uh, the eight other themes that we covered uh, during the year within this theme
0: well firstly however, uh, our departure and this is what uh, Prof. Theo indicates to us and vantage points for our 2018 leadership masterclasses. All strategic documents must have a departure and a vantage point. What were our departure and vantage points for leadership? In addressing our 2018 leadership themes, we applied throughout a particular departure point. What is our basic view of leadership and a specific vantage point? What perspective must be used in understanding leadership? Now, there are various uh, departure points and we want to go through them. Um, Our departure point, leadership is future centric um, action. It's a very important theme, something Theo has often uh, emphasised so strongly because we're moving into a significantly changing environment. Theo?
2: Yes, I think what's important about your departure and vantage points, Louis, each and every organisation has such a a, uh, Uh, a vantage point and a departure point. It is where you start thinking about leadership. In terms of the departure point, as you've said, leadership is for us, and we've stressed it throughout the year, is is future-directed or future-centric action. It is about leadership taking charge of the future by identifying possible futures and then out of the range of possibilities, identify a desired future and then uh, uh, go on to the journey to actualize uh, this, this uh, future of their choosing. So, uh, leadership is an architect of the future. And it means that if you don't uh, look at leadership, if you only look at leadership in the, the future, you will only be adapt, um, reactive to the future that's rushing upon you. You have to see future as engaging progressively, proactively with the future. And so leadership is about the mindful taking up of a role in which the person, the leader, intentionally persuades, mobilizes, and directs others, the stakeholders, to be converted into followers, to pursue the shared future uh, objectives, the dream or vision, in order to actualize it and leave a worthy legacy within a certain context. Okay. If we move on to the, 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 the vantage point, so Uh, To summarise, leadership is about future-centric action. Now we've got a departure point. Now the vantage point is where from where. It's like standing on the mountain. We look at leadership. And here we've made an important kind of shift, uh, Louis, to my mind, is taking the latest thinking of leadership. And that's, generally speaking, called complexity theory, a complexity view of the world to look at leadership. And the term we've introduced along the year was to talk about the leadership ecosystem. So you can visualize a a, a triangle in the center sits leadership and around it on the points of the triangle is the one is the context in which leadership is embedded. Secondly, the organization of which the leadership forms part. Thirdly, the others that the leadership has to relate to and others can include followers, stakeholders, um, opponents. And all of these are uh, uh, systemically interrelated and has to be looked at dynamically and holistically. And out of these interactions amongst the elements, you have patterns emerging, and those could be virtuous or vicious. So we say you can't look at leadership in isolation. You have to embed leadership in the relationships in which leadership stands, that these others the organisation and the context, uh, and and the journey that we are about to, going to discuss happens within the space of this leadership ecosystem.
0: Thank you, people. There's some important points mentioned here. Um, Theo, what is the overarching meta theme, other is the main theme, for our reflections on our 2018 ma- master classes? other words, exactly. I think. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm.
2: Louis, what we introduced this year, I think is a kind of, may I be so bold as to say, a somewhat unique perspective on leadership. As leadership being a journey, uh, a journey into the future, accepting that, that as our departure point within the ecosystem. And there are five journeys here which all relate to the relationships in which leadership stands. Uh, the first journey is a journey of finding and adopting a unique quest. It's like the Knights of the Old going and looking for the Holy Grail. It's it's what are you pursuing as a leader to find that and to then adopt it. Secondly, it's a journey of deepening authentication. It is within the leader, him or herself. It's a journey towards him or herself. The third journey is a journey of passionate embrace. Uh, embracing by the others. In other words, leaders have to get followers to follow them and that is how, what is the journey of turning stakeholders into to, to followers. The fourth one is a journey of dynamic matching within a certain context in which the leader has to, to engage. And the fifth journey is the ongoing innovative reinvention of the organization of which the leader forms part.
0: Now, <clears throat> You use, uh, Prof. Theo, the metaphor of a rope uh, to be used to visualize the above five journeys. Um, Prof. Theo is a distinct gift to use metaphors and suddenly it doesn't become just uh, academic points but actually a, a narrative and makes sense to us. Symbolically, a rope denotes the power, means and desire to ascend to greater things by connecting and tying together separate points or strings in order to enable movement between them. In this sense, a rope represents the stream of life itself in its ability to facilitate between points, bridging and connecting movement. Um, Theo sees, because of his, his, his background as industrial psychologist as well, he sees the totality of the person, of the leader, and of the organization. Go ahead, please, Theo.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for, for uh, that way of describing the rope. So those five journeys are like a rope uh that has to be well, uh, uh, that has to be braided together so the the journeys each represent the strand of the rope, and the the strands are made up of fibers spun into yarns, so we have to look at the yarns making up the strand uh in terms of the the five journeys and the strength of the the, the, the rope sits actually. Uh, in, the, in the first two journeys, the kern, as they call it, the center of the rope, It is finding that unique quest and secondly, finding yourself, so to speak, that deepening authentic- authentication. And then the other three strands um, are, are, are braided around that, the pas- passionate embrace by the others, the dynamic matching with a certain context and the ongoing innovative reinvention of organizations. So in the end, the final strength of the rope rests in all five of the the, the, the strands that have to be uh, uh, braided together, and this all happens in a world that is uh, the Vukas, uh, the vikas world as we called it uh, as an extension of the Vka world of variety, interdependency, complexity, change, and ambiguity and seamlessness uh, that this uh, the, this rope has to be woven so the strength of the journeys overall depends on the strength of the rug, Louis.
0: We remind the, the listeners as well that we are providing a text of this uh, professional document for them to study in, in conjunction with the podcast as well. Um, let's go to the, um, uh, the journey one. Finding and adoption of a unique quest to pursue and envision Legacy, um, so many boffins speak of the the vital part of having a clear vision see
2: i think yeah the, the the first journey is about I as a leader, have to find it sits at the ker of this road is and this is where my journey as a leader starts. What is the quest that I want to pursue as a leader, and it consists of the following strands, three of them is finding and adopting a worthy course to pursue the quest, turning that quest into an inspiring dream, a lasting, worthy legacy, and finally making sure that the quest that I'm pursuing, this envisioned uh, dream, uh, the legacy, is defendable from an ethical base um, from which to pursue it, to give it purpose and meaning.
0: Louis? Jethio, many years ago I was um, going through an MBA course in marketing, some overseas varsity, and it was very disrupting, disturbing for me because there was a complete lack of vision in it as well, exactly the way that Theo puts it now. Now, finding and adopting a worthy cause (laughs) to pursue a quest, so important, Theo.
2: I I think without a quest, knowing what you want to achieve uh, um, in going on this journey, you're not really a leader. Then you're merely filling a post, you're... Uh, a functionary bureaucrat, uh, Louis, for my mind. And that's what we try to stress throughout the year. It's not good enough just to say nowadays we want to be the first choice in our industry. We want to create memorable client experiences. The question is, what is beyond that? Why do you want to do that? And uh, the quest is about this inner conviction that you have to find and adopt, that uh, you as a leader want to make the world a better place, a commitment. Um, and and that you want to make that difference, and you will make it happen. Uh, so that's the quest, uh, Louis. As the first kind of strand of this piece of the road.
0: People, I, I want to emphasize um, to our listeners the beauty, to me, of how uh, this leadership, authentic leadership, becomes a humane thing a human thing as well, a a thing of passion as well. Um, You can't separate the person inside. And this is exactly what Theo was saying as well. Now, the second point, turning the quest into an inspiring dream, leaving a lasting, worthy legacy, the envisioned legacy. Theo?
2: Well, simply put, uh, Louis, that is about saying I've got the quest. I want to make the world a better place, that I have to turn my quest whatever that difference is I make, into a dream. Uh, and that dream is attached to a lasting, worthy legacy. So uh, in the present, I want to now be able to say, this is my dream for making that world, uh, the world a better place. Uh, and, and that gives an ultimate purpose and meaning to my journey, the why and the where to, uh, in this uh, legacy-linked dream. So that's our yeah. second yarn of this journey, of this piece of the rope, yeah, okay. the strain.
0: We can see the ropes starting to form a logical and a very powerful uh, single entity. Third third one establishing a, de- a defendable ethical base from which to leverage purposefully and meaningfully uh, the shared envisioned legacy. People we see nowadays, especially on our, our large political platforms, how the lack of of that dependable ethical base is destroying many people and organizations. Theo?
2: Yes, I I think to be short, you can't have a quest and turn that into an envisioned legacy. There's not a proper moral base to that. Uh, It is about doing the right things for the right reasons and the right uh, way in place. We have a lot of leaders that have dreams, but there's no proper moral base to it. It's actually immoral. I mean, to, you can have a base to become, uh, turn your company into a very powerful company, but it's doing uh, illegitimate business. And hence, there's no final ultimate purpose and meaning to that. And people could say, why are we doing this? And they don't feel that they actually build up by this legacy, uh, um, uh, this envisioned legacy.
0: Yo, you speak of truth, value, beauty, importance and goodness from which the chosen shared legacy, linked, uh, um, linked dream, is sourced. Uh, so there must be a wholeness to it. People sense people when we as leaders don't have that whole as well. Um, the overall lesson learnt regarding Journey 1?
2: Well, I, I think for this uh, part of the, of the journey, this uh, making this strand up, I think what we tried to put across this year, that masterful leadership, starts, can I call it, with a commitment to a morally defensible envisioned legacy, a quest infusing the leader with ultimate purpose and meaning. We need purposeful meaning given leadership pursuing this morally defensible envisioned legacy. That's journey one.
0: Now there's a beauty and a simplicity to this. Thank you, Theo. Journey two, journey within leadership towards true self. Um, deepening authentic um, uh, authentication. People, we've been very really passionate on the issue platform side in terms of trying to persuade people to get a better understanding of who they really are, the true self, which Theo is speaking about. Please go ahead, Theo.
2: Yes, I think you, you, you've uh, introduced it very nicely, uh, Louis put it very nicely. This, this part of the, the rope. This uh, strand is about finding yourself as a leader uh, and arriving through a a journey towards yourself, uh, arriving at a true self, a place of validated authentication, being a true self, uh, able to serve others purposefully, meaningfully, and selfishnessly. Um, and, And there are really four yarns making up the strand of the rope. First is that I build, increasingly understand who I am in terms of my identity, that I must grow in maturity as a leader, I must transform into being a humble, wise servant and steward of the leadership uh, of the greater good, and I must move from me, the leader, to shared leadership. Uh, so those are the four uh, yarns making up the strand of Journey 2, uh, of uh, deepening authentication.
0: That leads to your point there progressively enlightening crystallizing of my identity as leader
2: please i have to follow. find you am what i am uh, this anchor in terms of questions such as who and what I am as a person uh, what do i stand for and live by my core values and beliefs what drives me and why my deepest motives what do I aspire to? My ideals, dreams and desired legacy. What is my engagement style with the work? My way of, of, of doing things and interacting with one another? If I don't have clarity on that, Louis, we, we you as a leader are adrift. You don't have a secure anchor in yourself. It doesn't happen overnight. It is a journey.
0: Now, just, make, just expand, uh, um, Theo the deepening authentication towards a well crystallized authentic identity requires answers to the five, um, you mentioned, reciprocally determined uh, questions demanding answers. Please just expand on that.
2: Yeah, the five questions I've I've, uh, just alluded to is what am I as a person, what I stand for, what drives me, what I aspire to and my engagement uh, style with the world.
0: What I love about, about uh, Theo's um, analysis here, two people we've, we've met and had, had a conversation with probably more leaders than anybody else about leadership. And quite frankly, what this does as part of uh, the quest is also understand that uh, your understanding of yourself is crucial. Crucial. But it's not just understanding of ourselves. Most people, Theo, get hooked up with, uh, I accept myself, my strengths and weaknesses. You are speaking of a part of yourself. That part, which is unique and that leads to only real, authentic confidence, must be born out of that. The rest, if it's built on other foundations that's outside of your authentic self, it just won't stand in this changing world around us. Growing immaturity as a leader, Theo. This is our yeah, part of this, this journey towards
2: the, my true self is also a journey towards maturity. Uh, I must have not only authentic identity, but in the process, I must become a mature person. I must ripen in maturity. And and, and it's about how we've uh, put it across in our masterclass. It's the ability to engage consistently in a relevant, productive and uplifting ways with self, with others in the context, uh, the three critical relationships a leader stand in. Relevant, because I look at the unique time and place and I adjust accordingly. Productive, because as I'm adjusting, I know how I can achieve certain things. So I can actually look at situations, at relationships and edifying, because in my process of becoming a mature person and being mature, I actually uplift people I uplift relationships, and through my engagement, they become better. Um, so, so this is a journey that I have to undertake in terms of of, of to a um, uh, true self. It's also how do I become more mature uh, as a leader, as a person.
0: You mentioned stages, and, and, and yeah.
2: yeah, this journey
0: is also in terms
2: of stages, which we've discussed before. There are five stages of maturity and so the essence of that for me, Louis, is that the leader at any time must understand where he is and in what stage of maturity he is, because you can also get stuck and how do you actually move beyond beyond your stuckness in a particular stage. And you can profile leaders then also in terms of their maturity. And that we also discussed. We spend the whole masterclass on contrasting uh, a mature versus an immature leader in terms of his or her critical relationships to self, others in the context.
0: So, what you're doing is emphasizing very strongly that my own personal maturity has a dramatic impact on how I see others, not so. You can't really no. see the potential others if you don't have a, a mature basis yourself. Uh, transforming into a humble, wise servant and steward of the greater good. I want to mention this point of Professor Theo. People, um, greatness <laughs> and humility are so closely connected. Theo, please go ahead.
2: Yeah, uh, we're busy with uh, the road too. We're busy with the growing uh, as an authentic leader. The first part was uh, my understanding who and what I am, my identity. The second part was my journey towards maturity. The third part is as I travel along the way, true leadership, uh, Louis, for me is to be found, which we stress throughout, not about me, the egocentric self. It's about transforming myself as a leader, into a humble, wise servant of the greater good, a steward of the shared desired future pursuit. I'm here to serve and to look after the future of all in spite of and beyond myself. Which also says that I have to be brutally honest with myself in terms of my, my strengths and weaknesses and how I must complement my weaknesses and my dark side, because we all have a dark side. Uh, which we quite naturally deny or repress. So it means that I have to also become vulnerable in engaging with my strength, weaknesses, but also my bad side and see how others can can support me, complement me in these areas.
0: Hmm. Now, from this follows the fourth point, moving from me, the leader, to shared leadership. I just want to... Emphasize it, yeah, this yeah,
2: yeah this final yeah. Uh, um, yarn here is about um, the days are gone of the leaders, in, uh, the leader in cap. It's now about shared leadership, leaders acting in cons- uh, consort, taking hands to jointly pr- uh, achieve things. Because the, the, the challenges are nowadays organisational challenges. It's not a challenge in my function, in my department, in my section, in my region. Jointly we have to address uh, these challenges in, a, in this Vika's world. Uh, the, the challenges are too big for me to be the all-wise, the all-knowing, the all-powerful leader uh, by myself. I have to reach out and engage and take hands collectively. So it's moving beyond the hierarchy and and function in the organisation to address these organisational wide challenges and issues collectively.
0: As we go through these points, listeners, um, one gets a a very much clearer idea of the, let's say, the office of the leader. There's a spirit about that. And that's why the great leaders have a profound respect for that office because it touches on these points that Theo is... uh, uh, for the first time, I've seen it done in such a professional manner. Uh, overall, lesson learned regarding journey two, Theo.
2: I think the overall lesson, because it's about me, is that master leadership entails that I, as a leader in this journey, grow into a mature, authentic, and well uh, grow a mature, authentic, and well crystallized identity, and 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 it's founded in being a humble. And wise servant and steward of the greater good, and that in the process I co-lead with other leaders i 've learned that leadership is not the leader but leadership that's journey two
0: I just want to to add that uh, Theo mentioned uh, the principle that uh, becoming aware of who you are is nothing to do with ego egocent- being egocentric we must differentiate sharply between being egocentric on, on the opposite the more you understand your true self the less you become egocentric now the journey three journey towards uh, and with others passionate embrace theo i love passion we've Uh,
2: dealt now with the two strands that make up the kern of the rope the center of the rope now we have to look at the the three other strands that have to be braided around this kern so if the kern is, is is weak then the others' uh, strains, doesn't matter how strong they are, won't be able to hold the quest and the knowing myself as a leader form the, the kern. This journey about towards others and with others, passionate embrace, is that we've made this point very often in these leadership master's classes without followers, no leadership, and more than that, is what kind of followers are following you? You also may have the wrong followers, even though you have followers. And uh, the critical ingredients of this journey around the others, the yarns making up the strand of the rope, is is four things, uh, Louis. To my mind, how do you take stakeholders as a leader and convert them into genuine, courageous followers?
0: Theo, just one, how do you r- Theo, just one point. Just make sure the. the- Listen not understand, when you speak of stakeholders, it isn't the old idea of just having the, those who own the shares of the company being the stakeholders. Just define stakeholders first.
2: Yeah, thank you for, for pointing out very critical shift. It's no longer that the leader only has to engage with his immediate team, with his shareholders. It's now stakeholders. Because social media have opened up the whole space in terms of and destroyed the boundaries around, I'm in my little silo as a leader where I can lead. A leader has to look at the total range of stakeholders and engage with them uh, in a fair, balanced fashion on an ongoing basis and merging, which sometimes are their very diverse and conflicting needs. So you have to turn so to speak, not only the people inside the organization, but your shareholders, but your suppliers, but your customers and your, 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 your community and society in followers of the, this envisioned legacy you want to bring about. It must become their shared envisioned legacy and not only yours, because you're now a servant and you are a steward of this uh, shared future, the common good.
0: Well, the second uh, point from that, yes, Theo?
2: Yes, so it's it's how do you turn stakeholders into genuine followers? How do you establish your repository? And then you need energy to get people to participate in this journey. And fourthly, is you are going to have opponents and opposition, and how do you actually deal with them uh, uh, effectively? Those are the, for the the four yarns making up this strand, this uh, the journey towards the others.
0: There are few then emphasize the point of converting of stakeholders into genuine followers because without followers, we don't have any teams at all. Yes, Theo? I, I,
2: I think uh, this the important point here, it's also a journey. You don't have Friday, no followers, and Attendotly, Monday, Sunday, you have followers. You have to travel a journey with the followers. You have to, and we spoke about a, a leadership triangle with respect to followers, made up of three key variables. Legitimacy, people must give me the license to lead. Expectations, have we aligned our expectations and trust? And we depicted that by the acronym LET. Uh, and it says that, that stakeholders uh, decide that leadership or, or uh, followers are willing to let leadership uh, lead them by embracing personally the quest propagated by the leadership. So if you haven't got a strong relationship triangle of legitimacy, expectations and trust, you won't have followers. And there's a journey. First, you have to kind of, they don't know anything about your envisioned legacy. You have to then create understanding amongst them for this quest. Then they have to accept it, internalize the quest. And finally, then they actually start living the quest with you, alongside you behind you in front of you in order to what to make a difference uh, in terms of this envisioned legacy
0: hmm. that follows the second strand is establishing reciprocity in other words
2: reciprocity means yeah we are in a relationship i as a, and, and 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 louis the simply put this this kind of uh, yarn is ubuntu I grow through other people as a leader in terms of finding my true self. But I also, and we see it so often missing, leaders must understand the followers are also on a journey towards themselves. And jointly, we must help one another to become uh, 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 more true to ourselves. It's not that followers are being used by leaders, but in the process, leaders find themselves through others and others find themselves through the leader. And that's the whole reciprocity. It, it, it works two ways, the relationship, in terms of this authentication.
0: It's quite amazing to what follows. I'd experienced recently working with a team, and as their personal confidence grew, uh, amazing results it has on the whole management team as well. So this is uh, the two-way process you speak about. Your third string, nourishing and maintaining the requisite follower energy.
2: I, I personally believe this is probably one of this, the most important things that leaders must do. And that is bring about and nourishing and triggering and generating the energy that's required by followers to actually uh, uh, to undertake the journey. Without energy, no journey because you haven 't got fuel for the journey it 's like fuel in your car to undertake the journey and I think examples here the term that uh, that we used before was the psychosocial capital that leaders have to build in under in order to take undertake the journey it 's about hope it 's about faith it 's about dedication it 's about efficacy resilience courage perseverance and it was so amazing for me when When uh, our current President Ramaphosa gave his New Dawn State of the Union address uh, at the end of of last year when he took up the president, just the kind of new energy that was unleashed in the country. And that's exactly a practical example of what leaders do. They can't deplete energy because then followers won't be able to to actually passionately embrace and, and pursue the quest. They have to grow energy.
0: This energy is is really the life of an organization, not so, Theo. Yeah. Dealing with opponents and opposition effectively vital in our commercial world. Yes.
2: Yeah, this is the last uh, yarn of of the journey with others. And that is, leaders will have opposition opponents. They will have parties that question their legitimacy. And, you know, until recently, there was not much... Discussion around followers, it's now a strong center stage in in discussing the relationship with leadership. But we pay very attention and prepare our leaders not really to deal with opponents and opposition. And we have to do that, Louis. They'll have to understand how do I judge the severity of a conflict in terms of magnitude, intensity and things like that. What different types of opponents are there which we discussed? Withdrawn, saboteur, spectator, revolution, uh, revolutionary. How do are we able to recognize the stage of opposing in which we are? Is it just there's a growing restlessness? Is there snowballing, mobilization? And so we can carry on with the stages. And finally, what are the different strategies for opposing and, of course, then me as a leader, counter-opposing uh, the opposition that I see? So Leaders just as well as that they must understand their followers. They must be able to engage effectively uh, um, to 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 deal with the opponents and opposition.
0: The overall lesson Theo learnt uh, regarding Journey Three.
2: Well, it's about others. So what leaders have to get right here in this journey, turn stakeholders into uh, genuine, courageous followers that passionately are going to embrace. And pursue the shared envisioned legacy it becomes now shared, as well as the capacity to deal with opponents and opposition effectively. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Wonderful. Yeah. Well, everybody, thank you so much. And Professor Theo Faltzman, thank you so much for being with us for another year. We have thoroughly enjoyed the conversations, thoroughly enjoyed your leadership. Style, your leadership, um, understanding yeah. your experiences on yourself, being able to teach others, as well as your own experiences in business, especially in mining and other places, and your your um, authorship in writing books upon this, um, on this subject. And we look forward to 2019 and spending time with you again. Once again, uh, for leadership, uh, go to our website, www.leadershipplatform.com. We also have a, a leadership app, which we are going to broadcast to the public um, soon. So you can also engage in leadership there, which Theo is, is part of that. And uh, Louis and Theo, thank you so much for 2018. It has been a, a real gem and a blessing to be part of this conversation.
0: This is CliffCentral.com.